welcome. This is the Kelly's Astrology Podcast, where you can find insight, guidance, and understanding through astrology. I'm Kelly, and I'll be your host. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Kelly's Astrology Podcast. It is so great to be back with you. I feel like so much has happened since we were last together. Uh, This week, I'm going to be talking about an astrological highlight for the week starting Saturday, February 3. And I'm actually going to focus on the new moon in Aquarius, which is happening on Friday, February 9th. Uh, It'll be February 10th if you're in Australia. And this is kind of an exciting new moon for a couple of reasons. And so I want to break down some of what that is and why that is, why this new moon in Aquarius is so exciting. And that also means I'm going to talk a little bit about the planet Uranus. So that's part of the new moon. And I'll just talk a little bit about Uranus in general. I also just finished recording the second part of my webinar series on money and astrology. So if you're interested in understanding your finances through an astrological lens, you can access that training via my website, kellysastrology.com. In that three-hour teaching, I take you through how to identify and assess your personal money planet. I also teach you about three extra planets, the triplicity rulers, That might sound confusing, but are really helpful. And those three extra planets will influence finances at different points in your life. So I take you through how to work with that. You'll also learn about the transits to watch in terms of money matters, and you'll discover how the progressed moon phases mark out a longer cycle of growth and release. It's a super juicy training that packs a lot in, in the three hours. Uh, So all those insights are designed to help you better understand the astrological influences behind money in a birth chart. And you can grab all the details, uh, including the training itself over at kellysastrology.com. So back to this week's astrology, it is a new moon week. Uh, And so that means it's a great time for beginnings. So towards the end of this week, which is the second week in February, it's the second weekend, we've got that new moon in Aquarius. So it's time to think about a fresh start. Personally, I really love the new moon in February because where we live in Southern Ontario, it's around this time that the days get noticeably longer. And for me, I always then feel like the worst of winter in terms of the darkest day, you know, darkest, shortest days, it's really behind us. It can still be really cold where we are uh, going forward, February, March, but just having that a little bit of extra daylight each day makes such a difference. Really, I really feel by the time we get to February, there's that turning of the corner. The sun has come off its solstice low and it is starting to climb higher in the sky. And that that really hits very viscerally in February where we live. Now, this new moon in Aquarius, it's extra important because it also marks Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year. And that celebration is marked by the second new moon that has happened since that Capricorn or December solstice. So I really love that some cultures use this new moon as a marker for their New Year's celebration. And that's another clue that because it's the second new moon since the solstice, we have moved away from that kind of winter point of that December solstice, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. 
And we are starting to turn our attention to the new energy, the new solar cycle, the new year ahead. So even though we typically use the new moon to make intentions or timing for the next four weeks, like from a a monthly perspective, you might find that this new moon in Aquarius actually brings some longer range intentions and plans to the fore as well. If you're into something like feng shui at all, it's going to be time to update your feng shui cures and activations for the new year, which is the year of the wood dragon coming in. So even though, you know, in some Western cultures, it's just kind of another new moon in some of the Eastern cultures, it's a really special new moon that carries a lot of weight. And I think that is worth acknowledging. From my perspective as an astrologer, this is the first new moon in Aquarius since Pluto has begun to activate Aquarius, and I think that is important as well. What that means is that kind of fresh uh, new energy of the new moon, you may be starting to think about beginnings uh, or fresh starts with a much more intense mindset. You might be thinking about beginnings or a transition in your life that is more profound or more permanent or more far reaching. You know, the new moon is not conjunct or near Pluto. I don't want to be confusing that at all, but just having Pluto in the same sign as the new moon does add a little bit of depth, a little bit of gravitas and a little bit of that probing, you know, questioning quality of if I'm going to do something really different or if I want to radically reset how totally am I prepared to do this? How deep am I prepared to go? When we have a long transit like this Pluto in Aquarius, um, it can take time to reveal itself. So Pluto is just slowly making its way into Aquarius. It spent a few months in Aquarius in 2023. It's going to spend about eight months in Aquarius this year before it settles permanently into Aquarius at the very tail end of 2024. And so because that longer transit really needs time to kind of fully make itself known, especially in our personal charts and our individual lives, this new moon is one of those markers that can help draw your attention to the Aquarius part of your chart and the Aquarius part of your life. So you want to think about the house topics of whatever house you have Aquarius on the cusp of. And this is going to be an area of your life where you're going to find new obsessions in the years to come. So I would pay attention to some of the things that start to capture your attention that you feel really strongly about, that you feel really compelled by, or that you notice yourself getting a bit obsessed with. If you are just catching up on the Pluto in Aquarius news, Pluto is going to be in Aquarius for the next 20 years, the next two decades. Collectively, we are undergoing a major shift And you're going to see waves of this change emanate through society in the years to come in various ways, affecting various industries. Uh, Questions like, are we all going to switch to electric cars or electric bikes? What will education look like? What might democracy look like? How will we find new ways to stay connected in real life or in person, which is so important for our nervous systems, for our physiology, physiology, and for us psychologically as humans? You know, we're, we're kind of like the kind of creature that needs other creatures. And so how will we stay connected in real life when there's so much pressure to spend time online? These are just some of the questions that we're going to need to explore how we want to answer that 
both personally and collectively over this next 20 years of Pluto in Aquarius. So if we think about the new moon itself, it's at 20 degrees Aquarius. It is Friday the 9th of February in most locations, unless you're in places like Australia where it's going to come through very early in the morning uh, on the 10th. So the new moon, it's at 20 degrees Aquarius. It is going to be square the planet Uranus. So new moon at 20 Aquarius, Uranus at 19 Taurus. They're forming one of those dynamic and sometimes dramatic square angles. So the fresh start energy of the new moon has this electric, impulsive, and really a spontaneous quality. You might be ready for a radical change, um, you know, to spice things up in your life, but you might find that you're really restless. You might be a little bit bored with regular routines and responsibilities. Often we hear about Uranus as being this planet of chaos and upheaval, But in my client work, what I see is that it begins with this restlessness, this growing sense of I'm frustrated, I'm bored, this isn't exciting or interesting anymore. So if that's part of what's coming through for you, pay attention to that because the things that you're feeling frustrated or bored or a lack of excitement around are those things that are being activated by Uranus that you really want to think about refreshing, changing and shaking up. So with uh, this idea of the restlessness, essentially, um, what you want to think about is how can I update or tweak my everyday rituals? So regular routine, anything that's familiar or comfortable, maybe before Uranus comes along, we think, oh, this is really comfortable. I love it. It's secure. It's stable. And Uranus comes along and we start to feel like it's boring. There's repetition. So it sort of changes our way of thinking about things. Uh, and so we, we start asking questions about things that we've previously felt very calm and very settled around. Uranus is the ultimate change maker and is really super interested in freedom and autonomy as well as authenticity. And so some of these themes, change, freedom, autonomy, and authenticity are going to be part of this new moon experience. I like to add the little phrase change that leads to new freedom or change that makes life exciting and interesting and maybe a little bit more stimulating. Again, it's not just change for the sake of making it chaotic. So being yourself, that authenticity or awakening to authenticity, even if that means acknowledging the ways that you're different from those around you, that might be increasingly important. I know that psychologically as humans, we're kind of programmed to fit in and often to look for the points of connection or similarity to those around us. And that kind of goes into very deep survival features of our human psyche. But it's important to have this process of individuation where we acknowledge the ways in which our needs or our priorities or our interests might actually be different from those around us. And so depending on the kind of childhood and upbringing and parental relationships we all had, each of us is going to be more or less comfortable with acknowledging our differences. And one of the things this new moon squares Uranus invites us into is a deeper, more honest relationship in the ways that you may be different from those around you. It also asks us to think differently about what being different means. 
Enjoying something that somebody else doesn't really enjoy doesn't make one of you better or worse. We're not less than or better than because our interests are different. It's just different. That idea that variety is the spice of life is a very kind of Uranus phrase. So part of when we see strong uh, Uranus activations like this, there is this push towards authenticity and celebrate your differences and be, uh, be the individual that you are. But for some of us, doing that requires healing, fear uh, around being ostracized or not belonging or not being accepted that may have come into our experience at a time in our past when we were different, but we were really shamed around that. So as much as I say, yay, celebrate your authenticity, be your own individual self, I want to acknowledge that some of us have some baggage around that, and that may be part of what this Uranus activation is calling you to attend to or do some healing around to create some loving, attentive energy that you can be yourself and you don't have to be like others, but you can still be accepted. You can still have that sense of belonging, even when you're a little different from those around you. Yeah, I could probably tell a million personal stories about that, um, but we won't get distracted. If if that touches you, you'll know exactly what I mean. And if you're like, I don't know what that's on about, that's okay. The next part may be more relevant for you. So the new moon's major aspect is this dramatic square to Uranus in Taurus. And so that means this is a new moon that is going to require adjustments. It might also come with some of those shocks or unexpected developments because we have the combination of the kind of jerky nature of a square aspect with that unpredictable energy of Uranus. So we sort of have two different things that have that shakeup quality coming through. And that energy of shaking things up or dramatic adjustments, it does apply to the days around the new moon, particularly February 8th and February 9th, but it also applies to the two weeks following the new moon. So from February 9th right through until the full moon, which will be in Virgo on February 24th. So this middle part of February might be a little bit of a surprising time in general. You might be restless. You might be doing a bunch of new or different things. I know for me personally, I'm so excited because I have family coming to stay, one of my siblings and their three young kids. And so we're going to have lots of doing things differently out of our regular routine and lots of new experiences. I'm going to have three of my nieces and nephews visiting who have never seen the snow before. And uh, my husband and I are so excited to introduce them to some of the Canadian winter stuff. Uh, But we're also, uh, my husband and I are also holding space for, this is going to be really different for those little kids and there's going to be some excitement, but there might also be a few, you know, tense or dramatic moments because, you know, little kids can take newness up to a point and then they need some familiarity. So just to give you a personal example of how our life is going to be a little bit topsy-turvy in this two-week period, we're kind of embracing it, but also reminding ourselves it's just going to be totally different from normal. So maybe you too have something totally out of character happening or totally out of the ordinary. It doesn't have to be bad. That's the thing. We often think Uranus and change and it's going to be different and, oh my God, is it going to be bad? It can certainly be for great reasons. It can be for reasons you know in advance, and then it can still have a few surprises as well. So this whole middle part of February, you might need to think outside the box and you might need to be flexible as there are some unexpected twists and turns likely to come through. 
In the days after the new moon, we're going to have Mars and then Venus move into Aquarius in that same two-week period. That's going to add even more emphasis to the Aquarius sign and to the Aquarius house in our charts. And in many ways, February is going to bring a taste of what the future will hold, both in sweet ways and in maybe irritating or unsettling ways, as we've got Mars and then Venus linking to Pluto in Aquarius as well. And that's going to bring more of that longer trend energy of Pluto in Aquarius forward. And I'm going to be saying more on that in an upcoming episode. In fact, I think I'm saying more on that in next week's episode. So come back for that if you want more on Mars and Venus in Aquarius and their links to Pluto. But I did want to say a little bit more about Uranus this week. So we've talked about some of the key words and concepts for Uranus. But given that Uranus is kind of in the astrological spotlight this week because it's making that dramatic square aspect to the new moon, I wanted to go a little bit further. And an important myth to keep in mind when we are talking about Uranus or trying to understand Uranus is the myth of Prometheus. Prometheus is a titan who rebelled against the gods, who stole fire from Mount Olympus to help liberate humanity from being under the control of the gods. Now, in this mythological story, this idea of stealing fire isn't necessarily about literally stealing fire, like a burning branch or a a fire thing. It's more that fire is about things like the creative spark, wisdom, knowledge. Fire is sort of a, a symbol or a metaphor for these engaging, enhancing things. Now, Richard Tarnas talks a lot about this uh concept of the myth of Prometheus being tied to the planet Uranus in a gorgeous little book called Prometheus the Awakener. And I recommend that book if you're really trying to understand Uranus, uh, whether you've got it in your natal chart or you're having some big Uranus transits. In the book, Tarnas talks about how when we talk about Uranus in astrology, we're often referencing the stories and the myth of Prometheus without realizing it. And so um, some of the things that Prometheus's uh, kind of story talk about is this idea of rebellion against structures or restriction, um, the idea of freeing freeing people or freeing uh, yeah freeing people really from like being controlled or being bound in some way. It's very much a story about the defiance of authority as well. And so when we see Uranus transits or I'm working with clients who have really strong Uranus aspects in their chart, that idea of pushing back on authority figures or resisting being controlled is often an important part of their uh, their life and their journey. And when we think about that idea of Prometheus stealing the fire and that creative spark, that intellectual kind of engagement Um, It's really kind of a representation of the idea of breakthrough and innovation, the idea that we can have access to those um, gorgeous pieces of knowledge that are like lightning bolts that shift uh, our sense of, of so many things and help us move forward. So the idea of enlightenment and an awakening and understanding and gaining knowledge and wisdom, these are all tied to Uranus. 
So since this new moon really spotlights Uranus, you might be feeling a little bit like Prometheus where you're rebellious and you want to shake up the status quo. You want to push back on a person or a situation that you feel is controlling you or restraining you in a way that feels unnecessarily restrictive. Uh, and we know that two of the big keywords for Uranus are things like rebellion and revolution, and they go hand in hand with change, with challenging the status quo, but wanting to make changes so that there are improvements for many people. That's essentially what Prometheus did is this wisdom or this knowledge could help so many people if we made it more freely available. So that's kind of the uh, the place, if you like, of where Prometheus is coming from. And things didn't turn out so well for Prometheus in the end. Uh, there's sort of this sort of enduring punishment and suffering that Prometheus has uh, is sort of uh, punished by. Um, but that idea of giving out that knowledge and the ripple effect of that is something that we can see as well from Uranus. So some of you may feel these Uranian kind of concepts or ideas or tendencies. You might feel like this all the time, not just this week when the new moon activates Uranus. For instance, if you have Uranus making a really strong aspect in your birth chart, like maybe you have Uranus right near your ascendant or your midheaven, Maybe there's an aspect in your chart from Uranus to your sect light, the sun or moon, or to the planet that rules your ascendant. And if that's the case, this sort of desire for autonomy and innovation, for increasing freedom for more and more people, maybe even this desire or willingness to change existing structures or systems, that may be a huge part of who you are and how you're already living your life. But even if you don't have a strong Uranus aspect in your chart, you might get swept up in some of these themes of Uranus this week as the new moon really pulls in the energy of Uranus in Taurus. If that's the case, I'd really encourage you to be open to being awakened, to acknowledge what you don't know, and to be curious about different ways of being, different ways of expressing your light and different ways of participating in some of the groups or organizations that you're a part of. Uranus is the ultimate countercultural planet. It wants to do things in a different order to others uh, and in a different way. It's experimental. It's open to trying new things. So this week, if you find yourself wanting to explore something that's totally original, I hope you give yourself permission to go for it. Uranus loves taking a risk and is totally open to shaking up the way things are, changing your daily or weekly routine, just from a place of curiosity. What happens if we do this differently? What happens if we do this back to front, upside down or inside out? Just to see what the alternatives might have to offer. It may be that you discover something you didn't know was going to be helpful. It may be that you get clear on the reasons why you do things the way you do. Either way, you'll have a little bit more data, a little bit more information, some results from your experiment, if you will, to clarify where to keep going as you are and where to make some changes. Being flexible with things that aren't working so well is an important part of this particular new moon square Uranus, given the condition of the sun in Aquarius, its detriment placement. And so that idea of like a, a flaw in the system or a weak spot in a structure being revealed is possible. And then we want to use that inventive, innovative, out-of-the-box thinking to come up with a solution. So as you're thinking about intentions and fresh starts and kind of beginnings under this new moon in Aquarius week, 
I hope you also opt for a little wild or out of character adventure. It might just bring an exciting but very dormant part of your being to the forefront again, as if something is awakened. And if you are interested in learning more about the aspects in a birth chart, join my aspects and activation course starting later this month. Details via the link below, or you can find out more on my website, kellysastrology.com. Thanks so much for joining me for another show. I'll be back to share more next week. Until then, take care.